at the end of the day, like environmental protection is a social justice issue. Like they're completely intertwined. You can't have one without the other. listening to the Do Good Business Podcast, your safe space to let that passion out, explore how you can build a better business, and do some real good in the world. I'm Sarah Williams, founder of Rebel Office, and your guide as we look into businesses from all over the world who have learned how to prioritize profit, people, and planet equally. That's right, Rebel, it's time to redefine the words business as usual. So cozy up and settle in for some real talk about building businesses with real impact that also make real income. What are you waiting for? We've got work to do. Let's dive in. Today's episode is very exciting. You'll be listening to Tiu Tabak, the founder of Kinsfolk Shop, a small online shop that was founded in 2018 dedicated to useful and practical home goods, many of which are made in Canada. Their goal is to provide quality products that are ethically and responsibly made, but that also have a small ecological footprint. So while now Tiu sells home goods, when she sees social injustice, she uses the Kinsfolk Shop platform to shine a big, bright, powerful light on it. And it's something that I find so inspiring. I'm really excited to share with you her insight on how protecting the planet and social justice are intertwined, as well as how to not shy away from using your business to stand up and speak out. So let's get right to it. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for having me. I want to jump in first, like before getting into the tough conversations and questions. I'd love to just learn more about your experience starting and running Kinsfolk Shop. Like how did that come about? What was it about creating a stunningly curated, by the way, it is absolutely gorgeous, but what was it about creating a marketplace for ethically home goods that really stuck with you? So I guess it really started, I've been working in retail since I was like 15 years old on and off. Um, and then working all that time in retail, you kind of see like all the sort of backend stuff that isn't really highlighted. It's been coming out a bit more about like, um, stores like destroying stock and throwing them in the dumpster and stuff like that, like especially clothing stores, but the same happens in all retail and even food, like grocery stores, everything. Um, and then yeah, it kind of just was really eye-opening. And I was like, there has to be a better way to do this. And that's kind of how Kinsfolk Shop started. I just wanted to get away from that, you know, like, and most of that product was like, who knows where it was really made. There wasn't a lot of transparency with that stuff. And um, yeah, I just, I just couldn't keep doing what I was doing, even though retail is what I know. Like I've been doing it my whole life. I'm 32 now. And yeah, I needed to get away from that and find something different that I could really get behind and felt really passionate about. And yeah, that's pretty much how it started. Did you go into it expecting or like hoping to lead industry change or 
was it just like, I need to get away from this and I just want to do better? Like what was kind of your mindset at when you were starting to think about it? So, okay. So while I was working in retail towards the end of when I was working in retail, I ran an Etsy shop as well. Like I sew on the side and I did craft shows and through there, I met a bunch of people that were um, in this sort of new space that was zero waste at the time. This was probably like four years ago. And I didn't really know what that meant. Um, So I started kind of looking into it more and I found what it was. And essentially there was this one particular uh, vendor that I met and she was making like reusable paper towels and makeup rounds and all that stuff. And I was like, Oh, this is really awesome. Like I didn't even really think about like products like that. Um, And I found her like super inspiring. And then through her, I met a bunch of other people too. Um, There was this one vendor that made beeswax wraps Um, another vendor that was making soap like there was just so many people and it was like a whole new world kind of and I was like I need to show people like these kinds of products like there were so many yeah just so many different kinds of vendors all through the craft shows but those were the ones that really stood out to me and I was like I need to show this to people so that's kind of how it started I guess do you think your like was your motivation more environmental? Like I know how you said it started in kind of the zero waste mm-hmm. world. Was that your motivation, or was there like I also know you mentioned like originally with general like retailers in general, you don't know where products are made and who's making them. Yeah. Like, was there more of the yeah. social side of it, or it was kind of both? So I was really into um, like how things were made locally. Like I've always been in that kind of, um, world, like through craft shows and stuff. And then working in retail, I was like, Hey, this is like two conflicting things that I'm doing here. And, um, yeah, not that there's anything wrong with things that do come from overseas necessarily. Uh, but it's the lack of transparency that really kind of got to me. And I needed to find a way to like marry the two together. Like showing people that they can buy like ethically and with as little waste as possible. Um, Yeah. And shopping locally or even things that come from overseas, just as long as there's some sort of transparency and accountability behind everything. Totally. So then for other businesses, like business owners who are tuning in, who do want to be more transparent about that, like how are you prioritizing transparency? Like in what ways do you, do that with kinsfolk shop so before I bring on vendors I ask a lot of questions maybe too many questions um some people just don't get back to me but that's fine um so basically I just want to know willing to be transparent (laughs) I know I um I want to know like where a product comes from like where it's made what it's made out of like the person that made it if they can provide that much detail Um, like, I hope that if there's someone that makes a product and they have a supplier overseas that they can give me that information, like what kind of like work-life balance is there for the individual that made this product? Like, do they have benefits? How well are they paid? Like what kind of conditions are they working in? Like, it's just everything. So I ask all those questions to all of my vendors, if they're products that aren't made like locally, well, even if they are made locally, it's still important to know like what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and yeah, so I have, 
if anyone asks me anything, I want to be able to answer all those questions. And I try to provide as much info as possible on the website for them um, in case they have any doubts about anything. Does that slow down your process securing products or is it now just built in and you've worked around that? Like, I guess I'm just wondering, like for someone who's maybe hoping to build more transparency and who they want to build in those qualifying kind of questions, it might be kind of scary to like, who am I to ask those questions for someone? So like, how did you get over that? Um, it still is a little bit scary to be honest, because some of the brands I ask are like quite large and I feel like I'm still not like anybody that they would talk to, you know? Um, but I still ask anyways, because at the end of the day, I don't want to be like selling things that I can't get behind. And if I did find out something about them, I like, I don't know. It's one of those things that I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I didn't ask, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. Regardless of how big they are, I need to ask them. I love that so much. Yeah, I think it's important. Like, obviously, it's just kind of, yeah, it might be uncomfortable, but it's just something that has to get done to do the right thing. So I think that's Mm -hmm. cool. Um, You're also not shy about having hard conversations and, like, sharing information about social justice issues on your platform. Um, I would really love to dive into that more. Like, were you ever, you've talked a lot about I know um I guess it would have been a year ago now with Black Lives Matter you were very um very vocal on sharing that and sharing that message I know with the Israeli occupation you spoke up a lot about that um and now with the mass graves being found in residential schools across Canada you've been open about sharing about that too like were you ever worried about people coming to you and saying like, why are you sharing this? Or like, just focus on what you're selling. Like, why are you focusing on these issues? Like, did you ever encounter that or did you ever have that fear? Um, so I, I definitely do have that fear, but it's something that you kind of get over because at the end of the day, like environmental protection is a social justice issue. Like they're completely intertwined. You can't have one without the other. Um, and I've been called all kinds of names. People have met, sent me like horrible DMs about all like different things, like calling me whatever about whatever I was talking about. And it doesn't really get easier hearing those things or reading those messages. But at the end of the day, you just have to block them and move on um, and just ignore it and try not to take it too personally because obviously they don't get it. You know, they don't understand what it is that I'm trying to do with this shop. And yeah, there's just, there's so many issues out there and you can't want something ethically made and responsibly made and then not care about people dying or like children's mass graves being dug up. You know what I mean? Like you just, you just can't have one without the other. I love that so much. (laughs) I think that it's really important. Um, Why is it, I guess you kind of touched on it, but like, for you to use Kinsfolk Shop platform, like your Instagram, and you are vocal about things, and you're just open to sharing information about what's coming up, like, why is that important for you? Like, why not use your own platform? Like, why do you want to share it on Kinsfolk Shop? I just feel like, because I have, um, like, the platform that I do, 
And because of the products that I sell and just like who I am as a person, I can't justify like um, trying to promote living sustainably and living like lower waste or, you know, less plastic or whatever, without also talking about the injustices that are happening in the world. Like just because you care about the earth or like the ocean or whatever, like everything is connected, you know, like all life is connected. And just because there's just so much going on, like industrial crop farming, livestock farming, pipelines, things that uproot indigenous communities like around the world that wipe out entire ecosystems, like humans are not separate from the earth. Like we're all together. Like you can't care about, you know, rainforest, um, like rainforests and forest fires and all that stuff and not care about the indigenous communities that are within those forests that are also being wiped out. So everything's all connected. I think that's so powerful. And that feels like a real, at least from what I've seen following you, it seems like a really big driver is like even just getting that across. I've You've said it before that um, environmental protection is intertwined with social justice. And I think that that is so powerful. And I feel like it helps push past those fears. Like it can be really scary for someone who's trying to run a business and use their platform to address these things because it's basically like going out there and saying this is this is what I care about like this is me and I'm using something I've built to share this message but if their audience doesn't agree then there's this fear that like okay well now I'm going to lose business because I put myself out there or I stood up for something and it's kind of sad because it takes a lot of courage to stand up for for what you believe in and then this whole fear that it's going to actually impact your business instead of building it into your company's culture like how do you overcome that fear like I know you said it doesn't really go away but how do you then get the courage to like keep showing up that way so yeah it doesn't it never really goes away but I'm one of those like kind of people pleaser people I'm a people pleaser so basically everything that is said to me I I do take it personally even though I really try hard not to and I always say don't do that it's easier said than done. But at the end of the day, these people aren't your people. Like these aren't the people that you want purchasing from you, being your customers. Like they're just not, they're not for you. And then if you, like I I had someone message me once and they were like, well, I guess you just lost a customer. And I'm like, dude, I never wanted you as a customer. Like, why would I want to sell stuff to you? And you just don't get it. Like they don't get it, you know? So at the end of the day, that's what I keep telling myself. Like, I don't need these people to shop from me. They don't understand where I'm coming from. They don't understand what I'm trying to build and what I'm trying to do. So yeah, at the end of the day, that's fine. They can go shop somewhere else. For sure. Yeah. I feel like even with what you share um, on your Instagram stories, like you're good at the education piece. Like you do make it really relatable. Um, and I'm sure that you do maybe change minds of some people, but you're right. Like there are going to be people who don't agree. And for whatever reason, that's polarizing enough for them to not appreciate everything else that you're doing. Um, and it's kind of like a qualifying thing, like for businesses who are courageous enough to put their values out there, it kind of qualifies the people that that you do work with or that do buy from you. And it's like, cool, you're the people I want in my community. Um, mm-hmm. 
because we can have these open conversations about it and we do share the same values, but we also recognize differences and respect each other for that. So I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It's, it's takes a while to kind of get used to and to figure out and to like, to learn it all, but you kind of get there. I mean, I'm not, like I was saying, I'm not a hundred percent used to like the way people can just be super mean, but you have to kind of let it roll off your back. Cause it's, that's just how it is, especially on social media, like the way that people can just message you whatever. And it's totally faceless. Like they would never say that Keyboard stuff warriors. to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's just one of those things that you have to, you kind of have to get used to it in a kind of crappy way, but it is what it is. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, if you are able to, for anyone that's listening, that maybe is thinking of this fear or has this fear of this backlash, like if you're in the space to even have someone like manage your social media, so you don't have to see the negative stuff, or um, I'm not sure, I can't even think of any other ways that, like you said, like sometimes it just takes hard skin and developing that and, and recognizing that that's not, they're not your people and building that mindset around it. But as, as my, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, like as much as people say business isn't personal, that's such a lie. And I feel like, oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Like there's people like I behind spend, running businesses. Yeah, exactly. Like I spend all of my time working on my business. Like it is who I am kind of in a way, um, trying to separate like work from personal life is a whole other issue <laughs> but it is like that is who I am at the end of the day like this business is a reflection of who I am as a person so yeah it's definitely it's definitely personal I would say yeah and I think it's just easy for people to especially if they are behind their screens um, or behind their keyboards it's easier to forget that because there's that degree of separation, like on in online business, which you run an online store. Um, mm-hmm. There's just not that necessarily like that connection there. And you're great at showing up and great at sharing your values and your products are amazing. Go check them out, everyone. But um, <laughs> they're like beautiful. But um, I, I think it's just easy for people to forget that like, yeah, there's humans behind running businesses and stuff that like obviously if you don't have share the same opinion okay but you don't have to be nasty about it and I guess that's maybe that's just the approach that that you and I take but um yeah hard skin if you can find someone to to build that separation in there if someone can monitor social media that could probably help um yeah yeah I don't know I don't know what the answer is to like make people nicer but (laughs) I don't know I don't even think there is one it's just the reality of being online, you know, it's just the way people are these days. And I don't know if they have their own personal stuff going on and they feel the need to like project back onto you or whatever. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's hard to deal with sometimes with that. I think that like, no matter how many horrible messages you get, you're still showing up and doing your thing and offering these beautiful ethically sourced products and, um, sharing important issues and and changing the opinions of people and educating them and showing up kind of fearlessly with your values. So it's truly an inspiration. And I was so excited to chat with you because I think you do it so flawlessly. Um, and any sort of negativity that you do get, 
I, I never got that impression that it ever slowed you down or uh, stopped you from sharing something because you've just always kind of unapologetically showed up from what I've seen. So, yeah, I think it's just one of those things. When I first started posting and I was getting messages, it, I feel like it did slow me down a bit. And I was like, why am I doing what these people want me to do? You know, they want me to stop talking and stop trying to raise awareness and like amplify voices of different communities. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to like fall for that. I'm going to keep doing what I do. And I mean, it sounds like, I, I think I've made it sound like I get a ton of terrible messages. Sometimes I do, but for every bad message I get, I get a bunch of like positive ones, a lot of positive reinforcement from people. And that's what like really inspires me to keep going um, and I've met so many, like so many different people over the past year, especially I think, cause everyone's kind of been forced to go online, you know? So it's almost become kind of like a little community and yeah, it's really, it's really inspired me to keep, you know, doing what I'm doing. I love that. Well, you're doing it flawlessly. So um, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you uh, so much for chatting with me about this. I think it's something really important to talk about. Um, yeah, using your platform that you've created with your business is scary and just putting yourself out there and doing it because it's the right thing to do, I think um, is really powerful. So thank you so much. Where can people find Kinsfolk Shop? How can they connect with you and learn all about what you're doing? If they are on Instagram, they can look up at Kinsfolk Shop and um, I'm literally online all the time. Uh, so you can message me on there or whatever. Um, and then in terms of actually shopping, it's uh, kinsfolkshop.com. And I work out of Guelph, Ontario, but I ship all over North America. So anywhere in Canada, anywhere in the U.S., I ship up north as well. Like there's no um, exclusions to that. Uh, and yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I will put uh, those links in the show notes as well for anyone that's listening that uh, wants easy access to go connect with you. Thank you. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Do Good Business Podcast. All the links mentioned are in the show notes for you to check out. And if you love this episode, please head on over to the app you're listening on and leave us a review. With a new episode every two weeks, there is so much more goodness coming your way to help you redefine business as usual. Make sure you subscribe and I cannot wait to see you do good as you build your business your way. Now, if you don't know, myself and the Rebel Office team are all about helping do good moneymakers simplify, streamline and scale their businesses. If you're ready to kick things up a notch, but don't know where to start, grab our free guide, five ways to elevate your business today to attract high level clients so that you can show up, serve and hit those dreamy income goals ASAP. Head on over to rebeloffice.ca slash guide elevate. Keep on rocking rebel until next time.